Welcome to Talking New Energy, a podcast from LCP Delta, the new energy experts. In the podcast, we'll be exploring how the energy transition is unfolding across Europe through conversations with guests from the leading edge of the transition. Hello, and welcome to the episode. Interest in heat pumps is rising and rising across many parts of Europe. And today we're looking at how that interest is turning into actual installations. We'll take a look at experiences in Germany and the UK. And to do this, I'm joined by three excellent guests. Let's say hello to them. First, Jens Dirkenkotter, who runs a heating installation business in Germany. Hello, Jens. Hello, John. Um, Jens, you employ about 35 people in your business. Uh, can you give us a feel for how many heating installations you install every year? Yeah, we're doing about um, 70 to 80 uh, units a year. And um, yeah, we talked about this before. And um, about last year, the first time ever, about half of the units were heat pumps, some sort, and only um, the other half then uh, gas boilers. And um, yeah, so it's progressing. Okay. And how is that been at that 50-50 ratio for a while or uh, heat pumps increasing over the last years? Yeah, I think it's about um, 10 years ago that I installed the first one. And um, this year, we're looking at um, about a 70 to 30 ratio, so about 70% heat pumps and 30% boilers. Wow, that's changing fast then. Rapidly, yes. Yeah. Can you remember the first heat pump you installed? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, <laughs> I was quite scared, actually, and um, quite a bit of support of the um, manufacturer. And um, yeah, it, it went well in the end, but it, it was a challenge. And I can see that um, lots of my colleagues are hesitating and yeah, no, we'll t- take a while until um, all the installers get used to it. And there was also a talk about maybe the electricians would take over and all that, but uh, it didn't happen. I think it's more installers. Well, sounds like your 35 or so colleagues are getting used to heat pumps now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some of them actually um, get kind of boring to um, install gas boilers now. They'd rather install heat pumps. Yeah. Let's say hello to our second and third guests, uh, second Tessa Clark, one of our experts here at LCP Delta. Hello, Tessa. Hi, John. And Daniel Logue, a consultant at the Energy Systems Catapult. Hello, Daniel. Hi, John. So, Tessa and Daniel, you were both involved, uh, still involved, in a big government-funded project that installed uh, 742 heat pumps, a large number of heat pumps. Uh, Daniel, can you describe in a nutshell what the project Uh, was about and what it did yeah so the project was the electrification of heat demonstration project which as you said is funded by the government Um, it had three delivery contractors eon ovo and warmworks who were responsible for recruiting participants and eventually um, overseeing or actually uh, performing the installations themselves Um, and that was across a wide variety of housing types and participant groups Um, All of the heat pumps were installed in 2020 or 2021, and since they've been being monitored, um, and that's been allowing us to assess the performance and draw conclusions on the success or failure of those heat pumps. So it's looking at the whole process, Daniel, then from the initial engagement of customers through to the performance of the heat pumps in the years after they've been installed. Exactly, yeah. So... um, from a point of first contact, uh, having some kind of home survey and system design, and then eventually um, either agreeing to that design or, or not. Um, and the ones that agreed had had a heat pump installation. 
Um, and then, yeah, we've been monitoring them. And so far, they've they've been um, operating really well and successfully heating the homes with uh, good consumer outcomes. And that will feed the learnings from that will feed back into government policy as it uh, moves forward and decarbonising heat in the UK. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tessa, you were involved in the trial as well, but I'd like to ask you just for a bit of um, perspective on how the UK and Germany compare, given that the two countries we're looking at in terms of heat pumps, um, talking about government trial in the UK and Jens is installing, well, this year, 75% of the heating systems this company installs will be heat pumps. So how, how do the UK and Germany compare? Yeah, so um, Germany is is ahead of the UK um, in terms of heat pump sales and the heat pump market. So um, if we looked at how many heat pumps have been installed in those two countries, um, in Germany, there's about one and a half million hydronic heat pumps. Um, and in the UK, less than half a million. Um, but also if we looked at sales from last year, from 2022, um, the heat, sorry, heat pump sales in Germany are a lot higher than the UK. Um, but also in terms of the, the share of heat pumps compared to other types of heating systems, um, that is a lot higher in Germany compared to the UK. So what are those what are those shares like? Um so the share is is twenty five percent in Germany, so one in four heating systems right. in Germany last year was a heat pump. Um and in the UK uh, it's more like four percent. Oh, wow. wow, big yeah. change. Yeah. Yeah. Um so Jens, you're ahead of the curve then, with fifty percent or seventy five being heat pumps, you're ahead of the German market. Right. We've been on once, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um so let's divide the discussion into two parts first of all look at customer engagement and the process uh, where the customer decides to go ahead with installing a heat pump and then secondly uh, some of the technical aspects of installation so Jens coming to you first are customers coming to you saying Jens I am determined to have a heat pump or are they coming to you saying Jens I need a new heating system and are you pushing the heat pump or is it somewhere in between? Yeah. They actually do come to me and say, um, uh, we need, um, we've got an old system, we need a new one. And um, a lot of them come and say, I don't think we can install a heat pump because I've heard they're not efficient enough and it can't be retrofit and all that. And um, yeah, lots of the um, older generation is quite skeptical, which is um, probably due to the fact that 30, 40 years ago, we already had a f- quite a few heat pumps installed, which didn't go that well. Um, but um, yeah, it seems that younger people are more open about installing those systems. And um, I mean, to all of those, I can uh, put forward, okay, I can show them that it can be done. Sometimes yeah. a bit more effort or a bit less effort. But um, yeah, no, it's um, they are quite well informed through internet and so, yeah. and so on. But there's quite a few myths that are that is stuck in their heads which aren't right, which you have to um, correct in the, in the conversation. And what? In a way, the easy thing for you to do could be to install a gas boiler. So if they say, oh, I need a new heating system. I've heard of heat pumps, but they're quite difficult, aren't they? Um, are there many installers, do you think, that are doing that? Or do you think, actually, a lot of installers like you like educating customers, giving them the facts, and then the customer can make, can make a choice? Yeah, there's definitely quite a few who just rather take the quick, easy boiler. But I think yeah. um, that's a pretty short-sighted. And um, I think uh, if you want to be you know, around and you want to be successful, you have to be open about this. And um, the, the latest um, regulations talk in Germany shows you that um, 
the electrification of 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 that heating is going to go forward, um, especially in yeah. combination with PV and batteries and all that um, jazz. Um, definitely, heat pumps is the way forward, and that's that's what I'm showing. And I want to oh. be, you know, up to date, modern uh, company. Uh, so, yeah, that's my focus. Last question before I come to Tessa, Jens, what's you said people are concerned about, you know, will heat pumps work? When you start explaining it, what would you say are the key concerns of customers or the key things they focus on before yeah, committing to a heat pump? Right, right. So one thing is definitely the the lo- costs um, uh, long term. So the um, the heat, yeah. they actually would now invest quite a bit of money, but not actually saving in the end. That's one yep. of the concerns, so inefficiency. And the other concern is that if you come to them in store, you have to uh, to fit the system, you'd have to rip the half the house apart and rip floors up and, and pipes yeah. out and new radiators and I don't know what. And actually, one of the biggest concerns is, um, you know, the outside. So do I end up with a big white box in front of my house and or do mm-hmm. I put it beside my house and disturb the neighbors and... Those things are the biggest concerns of of people. That in the end, when when they do go for, oh yeah, why not put a, a heat pump in? And the running costs are the running costs. In terms of the the ripping the house apart, do you need to do that much, or can you normally find ways to do it without ripping the house apart? Yeah, you can. You can definitely. You need to take that fear away. Of course, yeah. quite a few things need to be done, but there's always ways to around. You know, um, like um putting floors to the um putting um pipes through the ground into the house and and um or, or say to them look talk to your neighbor he might want to have a heat pump sometime why don't you agree to put them in the same place and vice versa and stuff like that I, there's lots of ways of doing um, these things and um i think i i don't know about a single heat pump where i couldn't you know um off show ways of um, how to install them yeah okay and would you say you've learned over the years from that first heat pump to the 50%, 75% proportion of heat pumps. Have you learned a lot about sort of tips and tricks about how you can minimize disruption to the house? Yeah, definitely. And you do look around and you, you know see how other people have done their heat pumps and stuff. And mm-hmm. you think, oh, that's a nice one. I'd, I'd, I'd pick that up next time. Yeah. Okay. So there's a learning process for doing things in the least disruptive way for, for customers. Yes, yeah. Um. Tessa, in the UK trial, you weren't selling heat pumps, you were giving heat pumps away. So uh, giving something away, I imagine, would be more straightforward. But how easy was that in finding those 742 customers? Yeah. um, So in terms of getting people interested in a heat pump, I'd say that was that was the easier part of the project. So the project was really, really successful in um, getting almost 9,000 expressions of interest in the project. Um, there was a lot of promotion that went behind that, a lot of targeting mm. of, of certain areas, but absolutely getting getting that initial interest in getting a heat pump um, was, I suppose, was the easier part. Yeah. Um, I suppose in contrast to kind of what Jens is doing, this was, you know, this is in the context of a project. So we were targeting people who weren't necessarily looking to replace their heating system at the time or hadn't previously heard yeah. of heat pumps. So quite a different sort of audience. Yeah. Um, but then when we look at taking forward those customers to install a heat pump, um, that is where the challenge I think lies and converting interest into install um, was a lot more difficult. 
Yeah, so you, it was much more a push, you know, who would like to be involved in this trial, who would like an interest in a free heat pump. Yeah. What were the what were the questions people had that maybe caused some of that dropout uh, or where people were interested, but when they, oh, actually, if that's what it entails, no, I'm not. Yeah, so um, we recorded sort of the reasons for people dropping out and mm. um, one in two customers who declined to go forwards for a heat pump installation and um, cited disruption as as their main their main barrier okay. um, and yeah. most of that was the disruption of things we've just been talking about ripping up your floorboards to put in new pipe work um, the aesthetics of what that then looks like having to fit larger radiators um, mostly yeah. the sort of internal internal works um, perhaps having to move out of your home for a couple of days while that that install happens yeah Jens, what do you think of that? How does that contrast with your experience from what you've heard from Tessa? Um, yeah, that's um, I mean, not um, people in Germany are so much concerned about the inside, they really the outside of the house. What do the neighbors think? Was like it's a big concern for some reason. It's interesting. Uh, Maybe because we got bigger properties here generally, or bigger space, more space, and often mm-hmm. um, the older houses got cellars where you can put them. And of course. Uh, yeah, but and people don't really move out. They're actually quite interested in seeing what's going on. So they don't really. I, I always offer, you know, give us a key and go on holiday, come back, and the heat pump is in. But no, they don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> they want to see what you're doing. Yeah. So what what else did you learn in that dropout, or did you look at people's experience of the installation and what they liked and didn't like, or in reality was it disruptive as they thought it might be? Um. Yeah, we didn't we didn't actually have um, sort of results on kind of um, people's thoughts after the installation. Um, but I think I think the main thing, main sort of learning was really managing expectations. So mm. I think at the start of the project, um, we were finding that customers were, were going quite a long way through the, the, the sort of heat pump journey, as it were. Um, and then we're quite surprised about the level of disruption that they, they were going to um, entail and so then we're dropping yeah. out so actually the learning um, from the delivery contractors was to start having that conversation earlier on in the journey and explaining to customer a bit more what this is going to entail um, obviously that leads to people then dropping out at an earlier stage but it it also makes people more likely to stay in because they they understand what's going to happen rather than it, it be a surprise later on yeah or you could say it gives them a chance to conversations to happen around that and okay yeah, how absolutely. can we minimize it in the way you know, it's going. yeah and plan it a little um, bit from more. from ongoing engagement with the customers throughout the project obviously as i say with us monitoring the heat pumps um it generally most customers who had installations have been happy um with with their experience obviously there are a few niggles and and things that people are unhappy with as there always will be um, in projects, but also just in in life, with you know making changes to people's houses. But generally, people have been happier, um, and it might be because they were willing to accept there was some disruption, or that the disruption might not have been as bad as they might have thought pre-installation. Yeah. Um, Sounds like even in Germany, where uh, 25% of heating installations are, are heat pumps, that's still a big question on people's minds. Will you have to rip up my home? Jen, so, you know, it's one of the three that you said. So, absolutely. Um, well, I would like to know, Tessa, um, do, when people had the installations, did you have feedback on the noise and stuff? Because that's a big 
question here how noisy it's going to be and then you first turn it off of course it's all listening looking and and the people oh i don't know about it but um the, like the in every day do you get feedback of how the noise is accepted uh, daniel might be better to to answer that but but one thing i would say is that when when we were first sort of, uh, planning the project at the beginning we kind of had an idea of what we thought the sort of consumer barriers were going to be to getting a heat pump and noise and aesthetics of the outdoor unit was two of the things we thought would be the highest barriers and um i don't think any customers or very few customers um, turned down a heat pump for those those reasons. They actually were very minimal in terms of barriers. Um. Yeah, um, on the actual project, I think generally people have been uh, have not been unhappy with the noise. We haven't had any complaints or anything about noise. Um, also, outside of that project, um, the catapult uh, did a survey with our living lab asking people how noisy do they think heat pumps are going to be. And um, the majority of people thought that they were going to be noisier than they actually are in terms of looking at other household appliances and how noisy they are. So I think there's a perception probably beforehand that they're going to be noisier than they are when they're actually installed um, is what I draw from that. Yeah, and how does that compare to your experiences? Is noise uh, a big issue for customers? before or after absolutely absolutely and we did have um things where actually one interesting case where the neighbor lady came over and i can hear your heat pump and um, at the time it wasn't actually on so uh, (laughs) it's just because she could see it she could hear it i mean that's an extreme case um but i do have to say i'm uh, i'm with daniel um the units it's the the, are very quiet now in comparison to the first ones we had yeah so it's more a more a perception and a a myth buster that, yeah. yeah yeah and also the um the um the, the visibility of it um i we actually did um, one a guy has a bigger home he's got two heat pumps in front of his house and um, we took all we stripped all the covers off and painted them in the same uh, colors as his um window frames so um i mean you can do lots of things to make people happy about the yeah. heat pump and in the end i had i didn't have a single person who wasn't happy with the noise and, and visibility later on um daniel we've talked a bit about you know will my floorboards need to be ripped up um can you tell us a bit about what you learned on the technic on the installation side and maybe some of the technical aspects around uh installing you know hundreds of heat pumps in uk homes yeah so um first of all the the thing that i would say is that it's a bit more complicated than replacing a gas boiler with a gas boiler because you're looking at the whole heating system or the whole house as a system. Um, So potentially reassessing heat losses, um, which you might not do with a gas boiler replacement, um, but also assessing the heating system and can that deliver the heat needed at a lower or a more optimal temperature. Um, So um, customers went through, I've already mentioned a home survey and a detailed design. Um, yeah. That potentially identifies any retrofit measures that um, are needed, um, both in terms of heating system and home. Um, and then um, when sort of that survey and detailed design came out, um, the customers would then have the opportunity to either progress through to a heat pump installation or, or drop out. And obviously, as we already mentioned, when you're talking about retrofitting somebody's house, they might say, actually, that's too much disruption for what yeah. I can put up with. 
And what um, were the what were the typical retrofit things? Is you're talking like putting in a bigger radiator or new pipe work or both, or was it really varied in terms of what you came across? Um, I think every house is different, so it's variable. But um, through the electrification of heat project. Um, most properties had at least one radiator replaced Um, and um, so that's that's the main retrofit measure that I would say Um, and actually in terms of energy efficiency so we talk about the UK's housing stock maybe not being very efficient but only 15% of properties needed energy efficiency upgrades um, on the project so um, yeah, most of it is radiator replacements, I would say. Yeah, and then some of that comes with pipework replacements as well. Um, yeah, yeah. And it sounds like compared to your experience in Germany, are you replacing radiators much when you're retrofitting heat pumps? Um, yes, some of the old houses we actually do. Um, yeah. we've we've joined um, an online platform where people can actually put in because the biggest thing of collecting um, the data around radiators and heat um, um, in or the necessary heat for the to heat the room is to to gather all the um, data around it so you can, this is an online portal where you can put in all your data about your radiators and your uh, rooms and stuff and then that comes to you to us and it actually uh, analyzes already whether the radiator fits or not and that's okay. something that the people can do themselves it takes about three or four hours to get all these things together but they actually like it they're gonna they're dealing with their um, own house and um and we get all the results and we can later on use it for um, the hydraulics um, to adjust the hydraulics to change a couple of radiators. And um, so that helps a lot. And that's the, that's the, the single housing. And then you've got, you've got the multiple dwellings where the, you might have a whole lot of boilers in a row. And then yeah. you, you want to, one, you can't replace it. You don't want to replace and want to put the heat pump in. And in those houses, of course, it gets a bit more difficult, but we um, often put in... Um, take a whole like four or five um, units um, on top of each other and they connect to the chimney they use the chimney to put the pipes through and then um, feed the hot water from a centralized heat pump um, into the different um, multiple dwellings okay and um, produce the, the heat and um, hot water at the point where the boiler was before for yeah. example. so all these yeah. can be done and as i said before almost every installation you find a way of replacing um, with like just a few changes yeah I, th- I think that's really interesting and kind of aligns with what we've found on the study is um, there's sort of a perception that certain house types or house ages might not be suitable for a heat pump but generally there there is a way some are some are more difficult um, uh, but there's normally a way to to get a heat pump installed in these houses and um did you, get, Andrew, did you get many drop, dropping out because technically it just wasn't going to work or it would be too difficult? Yeah, so um, when they went to survey stage, about two-thirds of the properties um, were recommended a heat pump, meaning that about okay. one-third dropped out. Um, some of the bigger reasons for that were practical constraints, so space both indoors and outdoors for the uh, different heat pumps. Yeah. units and then technical constraints were largely down to size of the heat pump and that's a project constraint as much as it is 
um, a, a heat pump constraint. So the project limited the size of heat pump that could be right. installed on any okay. house. Okay. Um, but there are obviously technical constraints relating to uh, excessive excessive heat loss um, yeah. as well. But the biggest ones for space in terms of that the dropout. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, what we do also here is a lot of hybrids. So if somebody is really can't afford, doesn't want to change a whole house around, make it more efficient, or doesn't, or lots of maybe it's um, um, rented flats and they don't want to disturb the um, people, um, we do install hybrids. So just the main gas boiler replacement together with a heat pump for um, for the times when it's when not much heat is needed. Yeah, interesting. And there were no hybrids in this trial, were there? Uh, that- I don't know. There were, there were, yeah. So again, okay. had quite a few hybrids, um, okay. and yeah, they overcame some of the some of the constraints that we've sort of mentioned, um, particularly to do with space, um, because there were some novel hybrids where the heat pump could actually be installed inside alongside the boiler. Um, okay. I wasn't so. a big fan of hybrid before because I thought it's too whole system installed and no advantage. But actually, hybrids are actually the the key to get the last few percentage you know where you really you need high temperatures and stuff hybrids are working really well wow yeah you know, i've got a hybrid in my house Jens. For... <laughs> <laughs> so you know what i'm talking about i do i do um let's keep in our time and now i think we'll bring up the, the talking new energy crystal ball um this week i'm going to set the dial to 2030 so seven years away um yeah, there's a lot happened in sort of the, the seven years or so you said from your Hearst heat pump to what you're doing now. So seven years, a lot can happen. Um, let's imagine heat pump markets have grown really strongly in each country. So uh, maybe doubling in size in Germany and going up by several times in the UK. Um, so heat pumps really becoming a, a major part of the heating markets. So my question to each of you. In 2030, imagine yourself there with uh, lots of heat pumps. What's the key thing that will have to have changed when it comes to turning customer interest into installations? Um, so what will have to happen between now and then to convert interest to installations? And second question, do you believe what's in the crystal ball? Um, Daniel, let's start start with you. Yeah, so... Um, obviously, in the UK, we've got this big target of 600,000 heat pumps per year being installed. Um, I think it's by 2028. Yeah. And um, I think so. So we've done a lot of thinking about this. Um, so one of the biggest things that I think needs to change is um, we don't have enough skilled people to actually install these heat pumps. Um, so. I've anecdotally from colleagues heard that they're looking at getting a heat pump and they can't actually find somebody who's who's willing to install it in their house. And, and that's a huge barrier to turn interest, as you just described, to installation. If you can't find the person, that's not going to happen. Yeah, especially if your boiler's on the brink, um, you know, you want to replace your heating system, you're thinking about a heat pump and you can't find somebody to do it. So then you're replacing yeah. with a new boiler and then you're suddenly setting yourself back 10 to 15 years until... And- that wants replacing yeah the other angle i would say is and yes i'm characterizing or summarizing your experience from that first heat pump to the proportion you're doing now and all the things you've learned on the way as to how you can find a way how you deal with certain challenges uh, even if we bring those skilled people in really quickly daniel 
the learning curves for those people have to be really, really fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and and that's where I think we are in terms of um, people maybe picking the easier homes to do the um, to, to do the heat pump installations on. And then that affects the public perception of, oh, my house is too difficult, whereas actually yeah. there might be a solution. It's just that the, the people doing the work either, you know, they, why wouldn't you choose an easier job if there's so many yeah. jobs out there? They need to work um, a bit harder. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and do, do you believe that future of uh, 600,000 heat pumps, 10 times more installations than we have in the about 2030 than we have now? I think um, there are movements in the right direction, but I don't think that we're we're going to get to that level uh, with the cur- the current setup of how how things okay. are. So not we're not on the right trajectory. No, no, and uh, I think that's mainly down to skills. Yeah. Um, a bit on consumer propositions as well. So if people can't afford the capital cost, how do we work that out? Um, yeah. Which I think that's getting there quick more quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Thanks, Daniel. Uh, let's stay in the UK and then go to Germany. So, Tessa. Um... So, I would, I mean, I would agree really with what Dan said. Um, I mean, to answer the second question first, I think, yeah, I feel skeptical about hitting that 2028 target, mm. but I certainly think that we will, we will see massive growth in the next few years. Um, I think quantity of, you know, the supply chain obviously needs to grow, but there's also, I guess, looking at the electrification of heat learnings, there's something around not only the quality of the designs, the quality of the installs, but the quality of the communication with the customer. And that we've yeah. really got to get that communication piece right um, in terms of, you know, really selling the benefits of heat pumps um, and, you know, how, how we can make that that whole process easier for the customer so that that initial interest can really be captured and we can make the rest of the process easier. Yeah. Um, the one other thing I would quickly say is, um, as well as the capital costs, um, it's also the running costs. We've got to convince people that the running costs are going to work for them. And um, the electrification of heat project started in 2020, which is a long time ago in energy price world. Um, but f- over the next few years, I think people are going to be very sensitive to, to energy prices and the decisions they make. So we need to make yeah. that case as well. Yeah, it's a lot about communication and the, the running cost proposition. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jens, coming to you now in Germany. So heat pumps twice the size, are they heat pump markets twice as big as they are in 2030? What would it take to get there? Uh, Absolutely will um, will be like that, I think. I mean, the the key thing for that is a change of law here because we had programs of people getting interested and stuff like that and quite a bit of money spent on it but people weren't really taking off and that was due to the um, low cost of gas of course and the easiness of installing it i agree to all the things to say before and to make it happen i think you'd have to um sort of um, have a vision of how to have uh, how, how you want to have your house and not even not 2030 but even beyond maybe yeah. you know I'm, i tell people out if you think about an old street today with the old power lines and stuff if everyone would just stick a heat pump on it wouldn't work you would have to sort of put a head on each of the um, houses to lower the um, amount of heat it needs once doing done that on the out shell all your radiators and all your heating transmission um, units are too big or like oversized and all of a sudden all those houses are suitable for heat pumps 
and you put those heat pumps in and then we're talking about um you know uh, two and a half three and a half kilowatts of um, consumption of energy which is like an, what an oven used to have so um the power lines all of a sudden uh, can deal with the amount of energy going to that street because that's one of the big issues that people say you can't install all these heat pumps because the power lines or our mm. infrastructure is not big enough and i think all that if you if you now technically into that future to convince the people you need to have a law and you need to have a vision of you can insulate your house you can put a heat pump on you could put pv panels on your house you can have a battery storage and you can be well, 85, 90% independent of um, what everyone else is doing. And I think if you if you draw that picture, people say, yeah, that's that's how it has to be because guess all and everything is going to come to an end. You should be you should be making policy in Germany, Jens. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> but uh, seriously, for this was for a different episode, but there is regulation, looks like it's coming in Germany, that will make it virtually impossible to... Uh, just install a gas boiler as a replacement for a gas boiler. So um, sounds yeah. like that law is on its way in. It's very controversial here. Some people yeah. hate it. Some people love it. And yeah. it, it should become one thing. It definitely did is it, um, it put the um, the boiler, the heating, into a focus of everyone because yeah. it's been the talk of you know it's, it's it's a big big issue, big um topic here, and people start thinking about it. Whereas before. Your boiler was tucked away. It's, it's always been working. If it doesn't, you call someone who fixes it. But now everyone's thinking about the future of heating. Yeah. Well, let's end on that positive note, I think. Uh, heating is coming into focus. Heat pumps are on the march. They're not the only low-carbon or zero-carbon uh, heating solution, but they will surely play a major role, playing a big role in Germany at the moment, and will grow and play a bigger role in the UK as well. Uh, Jens... Daniel, Tessa, thanks so much for your time and contributions and sharing your experiences. Uh, thanks to everyone listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and learnt more about some of the nitty gritty uh, issues around uh, selling and installing heat pumps, converting interesting installations. Look forward to welcoming you back next week. Thanks and goodbye. If you enjoy the podcast, then please rate it and share it with your friends and colleagues. If you're as passionate about the energy transition as we are, then you can keep in touch with us and look at our research insights, podcast transcripts, and download reports all at www.lcpdelta.com.